This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of February 1st. In this episode, I'll discuss five MMWR COVID-19 reports. The first describes the demographics of people who have received the first dose of COVID-19 vaccine. The second report describes the percentage of residents and staff of skilled nursing facilities who have been vaccinated. Two reports spotlight disparities in health outcomes among certain minority groups. The last report presents the reduced number of children receiving testing for elevated blood lead levels during the first part of 2020. In December 2020, two COVID-19 vaccines were authorized for emergency use in the United States. Because of limited vaccine supply, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices prioritized vaccination of healthcare personnel and residents of long-term care facilities. Vaccinating healthcare personnel preserves capacity of the U.S. healthcare system to care for patients. Long-term care facility residents are at increased risk for infection and severe outcomes from COVID-19, including death because of their age, high rates of underlying medical conditions, and living in congregate settings. A new MMWR report found that most of the nearly 13 million Americans vaccinated in the first month of the COVID-19 vaccination program were women, aged 50 and older, and non-Hispanic white. Public health officials should ensure that COVID-19 vaccine is administered efficiently and equitably in each successive vaccine priority category, especially to groups who are at highest risk for infection and severe health outcomes. In December 2020, CDC launched the Pharmacy Partnership for Long-Term Care Program to help with on-site vaccination of residents and staff of long-term care facilities. Among the approximately 11,000 skilled nursing facilities with at least one vaccination clinic during the first month of the program, about 78% of residents were vaccinated, compared with about 38% of staff members. These findings highlight the importance of efforts to determine why staff members were less likely to be vaccinated, develop communication strategies to improve vaccine confidence, and increase vaccination among personnel in these facilities. The next two reports spotlight disparities among sexual minorities and racial and ethnic groups, which can lead to serious health outcomes. In the U.S., People who self-identify as sexual minorities, such as lesbians, gays, and bisexuals, have higher rates of underlying health conditions associated with severe outcomes from COVID-19 than those who identify as heterosexual. A new MMWR report found that sexual minorities had higher adjusted prevalences of health conditions such as asthma, cancer, heart disease, obesity, smoking, and stroke than did people identifying as heterosexual. Sexual minority adults who are members of racial and ethnic minority groups also have higher prevalences of many of these conditions 
than do heterosexual racial ethnic minority adults. As a result, they might face more severe COVID-19-related health issues compared to their heterosexual counterparts. Collecting data on sexual orientation when gathering COVID-19 information would help inform more equitable responses to the pandemic. Another report looked at mental health disparities by race and ethnicity during the COVID-19 pandemic. Certain mental disorders and substance use disorders are not generally higher among racial and ethnic minority groups. However, people in these groups are less likely to receive treatment services. In April and May of 2020, surveys of U.S. adults were conducted to assess self-reported mental health concerns, substance use initiation or increase to cope with emotions during the COVID-19 pandemic, and stress and worry about daily living needs. Among adults age 18 years and older, the surveys found that 29% reported current depression, 18% initiating or increasing substance use, and 8% suicidal thoughts. Hispanic and Latino respondents were disproportionately affected by these mental conditions, as well as stress and worry about having enough food and stable housing. Addressing the mental health and daily living needs of U.S. adults during the COVID-19 pandemic is important and should include population level and tailored interventions for racial and ethnic minority groups. How Right Now is a CDC-funded initiative to address people's feelings of stress, grief, and loss due to COVID-19. In last week's episode, I described a report on the indirect impact the pandemic has had on women's health, citing a substantial decrease in cervical cancer screening. A report in this week's MMWR described how COVID-19 has had a similar impact on children's health. Lead can affect a young child's ability to learn and cause other adverse health effects. Young children have a higher risk for lead exposure because they tend to put their hands or other objects that may be contaminated with lead dust into their mouths. Children who live in lower-income households and those who live in housing built before 1978 are at the greatest risk for lead exposure. Most children with lead in their blood, even elevated levels, have no obvious symptoms. Identifying elevated blood lead levels early is essential so that children can be connected to any necessary services. A new MMWR report found that compared with the same time period in 2019, nearly half a million children missed testing to check the level of lead in their blood during the first five months of 2020. Among these children, CDC estimates that nearly 10,000 have elevated blood lead levels. Healthcare providers should work with families to remind them to schedule blood lead testing for children who missed screenings. Children with elevated blood lead levels require linkages to services, including investigating and eliminating the sources of their lead exposure. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov mmwr and subscribe for free.
You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.